Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to the Call Shelly podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Venable, life coach extraordinaire. I am so happy that you're tuning in today. Wherever you are, whatever your mindset, when you push play, I hope that this podcast will leave you better off than when you started. I sort of have this unwritten rule for the podcast that whatever theme keeps repeatedly showing up during the week sort of has to become that week's podcast episode. Because I feel like it's the universe's subtle way of showing me the direction that I'm supposed to go. (laughs) Is that weird? Well, that's just me, guys. You know, I'm just picking up the vibe and then sharing with you my thoughts about it. And I think it's working. Anyway, the topic that just kept coming up this week, of all things, was dating. Yes, dating, which just so happens to be one of my favorite subjects ever. And maybe you're thinking, well, Shelly, I don't need dating advice. (laughs) Good for you and congratulations. But I guarantee that someone in your life does. So listen and then share this episode with them. Okay? Okay. For those of you that don't already know this, I didn't get married until I was 39 years old. And frankly, that wasn't that long ago. So believe me, I get it. I get how frustrating and exhausting dating can be. I get how lonely being single can be. I get the wondering and worrying that maybe the right person will never come along. I get it. I also feel like it's hard to find any credible dating advice in the world, let alone from people that have actually lived it and somehow managed to now be happily married. In other words, I'm very aware that dating can feel like you're just stumbling around in the dark while at the same time also hoping for the best yet simultaneously wanting to give up too. (laughs) So complicated. And that's just a very long-winded way of saying, I've been there, I get it, and I got you. So I've compiled a list of my favorite dating do's and don'ts just for you. These are hard learned, by the way, tried and tested. I've done the legwork when it comes to this subject. (laughs) Are you ready? Good. Let's dive in. Number one, we're kicking this thing off with a bang. No pun intended. Number one, sexual attraction is not it. You hear me? Not it. Everyone, and I mean everyone who's single, is so concerned with sexual attraction Jeez, like every dating conversation starts with those two words. And there's even like a slight panic in their voice when they say it too. Okay, I'm sorry for making fun of you. I get it. But sexual attraction is not the thing you need to be majoring on. Sorry, not sorry. At least not when it comes to finding the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Being attracted to someone's looks is one thing. 
But being attracted to someone's way of thinking, their healthy habits, their loyalty and honesty, their inner peace and self-esteem, their generosity and kindness, their ability to give and receive love. That is a whole other level of attraction. (laughs) Do you know, do you know that there are so many married couples out there right now that got together because of sexual attraction and now several years later can hardly stand to be around each other. Sexual attraction is all they've got or all they had. Is that what you want for your future relationship? Well, I want more for you than that. When I first met my husband, I was attracted to him. I mean, I was attracted to something about him. I was drawn to him. It's hard to put this into words. That feeling. Did I want to jump his bones at first sight? No, I did not. But the initial attraction that I had for him grew a million times over. And now I'm attracted to everything about him. Our relationship goes so much deeper than sexuality alone. We are each other's best friends. We've gone through some of the most difficult life situations together. Laying in in a hospital bed together, laughing and cuddling and making the most out of an awful circumstance. That's what I want for you. I also dated a lot of men that I was first and foremost sexually attracted to. (laughs) I didn't know any better at the time. Thankfully, none of those jokers worked out. And I can have a big laugh about that now. Trust me, as you get to know someone, really know them, attraction can and will definitely grow. Number two, date a lot. In the months leading up to meeting my husband, I made a rule. I was going to say yes to every single person that asked me out. And I did. Regardless of if they were my quote unquote type or not. I mean, quite frankly, after 37 years, my type hadn't really worked out for me. (laughs) And we won't get into the particulars of what that was at this time. Thank you very much. Not to harp on this, but isn't there a saying that says doing the same thing over and over but expecting a different result is the definition of insanity? I'm just saying. So back to my story. My goal in saying yes to everyone was my way of seeing what was out there. Seeing if I was somehow missing something. And as a result, I went out on a lot of dates. Did I get ghosted? Yep. Did I want things to work out with a couple of guys and it didn't work out? Yes. Was I disappointed? Yes. But I just kept it rolling. I think people take dating either too serious or not serious enough. There's this fine balance of showing up, being kind and honest, but also not investing too much up front. Going in with an open mind, an open heart, being yourself, emphasis on being yourself. And if the person is the one, 
things will just keep moving along. And let me add, they will love you exactly as you are. They will love you for you. And if someone doesn't work out, simply view it as a process of elimination. Because that is all it is. You're just one person closer to your person. So thank them for ghosting you and eliminating themselves from the line. Better things are ahead. Someone who is more perfectly suited for you. Number three, determine your standards and boundaries before the fact. What line will you not cross? Determine that up front, not in the moment. If you're on the apps, you already know this, but there is a strong hookup culture. (laughs) The apps are borderline a low-key escort service, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Hooking up on the first date is almost a given nowadays. I once had a guy try to force himself up to my condo, and I literally stood in my lobby forcibly holding him back. I was like, dude, I don't even know your last name. I'm not hooking up with you. Sheesh. So if you want to have standards, determine them, announce them, stick to them. I know it's not cool, but it is cool actually. If you're really looking for someone you want to spend the rest of your life with, get to know them first. Sex will just cloud your judgment. You need to be clear-minded making this decision. And trust me, the one will be cool with whatever boundaries you put in place. Because for them, it will be so much more than sex. And frankly, you want it to be. Number four, if you're looking for the one, become the one. I've heard so many people talk about a list, their list. It's a list of all the things they're looking for in a spouse. And these lists are specific and extensive. They're not like one has integrity. (laughs) They're more like is six foot four with olive skin and blue eyes, owns a home, plays a guitar, has a golden doodle, loves to vacation in Italy and works out six days a week. Hear me out. What are the chances you meet this very specific person and then You meet every single one of their criteria on their list, and then you both actually like one another, and then you make it to the altar. Sorry, but slim. Please, for the love of God, throw that list away, or maybe just become all the things you're looking for instead, because here's the thing. No one has the power to complete you but you. You hear me? (laughs) So become everything that you want so that when your person comes into your life, they will simply be the cherry on top. They will be the most beautiful addition to your life, a person that will help you grow, a person that will support you and stand by your side and be an amazing partner. Become the one for you. You will be glad you did. And your relationship will be so much freaking better because of it. Trust me on that one. And lastly, you might not like this. Number five, 
But loneliness is good for you. Lean into it. Don't be afraid of it. There was a period of time when I was single and lived completely alone. Those were some of the loneliest times of my life. I mean, I wanted to live alone. (laughs) I wanted to buy my own place. I wanted that independence. And I'm the type of girl that loves to be alone, maybe too much. But that period really brought up all the feels. And looking back, I know that that time was necessary. It was so good for me. It brought so much clarity, the stillness, the quiet. It carved out space for Douglas, my husband, to come into my life. And he did, not long after. So don't be afraid to make space. Make room. Don't be in a hurry to just fill a void. Actually, get comfy with it. I could probably go on and maybe I will make a part two to this in the future, but I want to make this as digestible as possible in one sitting. And I want to hear your feedback. So please send me all the questions and DMs or anything that you would add to this list. I hope this helped. You're amazing. And I love you. Thank you for listening. You don't know how much it means to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review. Your genuine opinion helps new listeners decide if this podcast is worth their time. And also, when I see a new review, it just surprises and delights me. I don't have a website yet, but you can find me, Call Shelly, on all the social platforms. Please come say hello. I would love to hear from you and stay tuned for more episodes like this coming soon. Have a beautiful day.